Well, as I get situated up here, I'm realizing that I'm going to have to stay close to this podium because all of my notes could go flying. So I have to tell you, usually I'm walking, as many of you know, all over the stage. And so I'm sure our camera team uh, is really appreciating that I will stay still. So uh, why don't you join me for our prayer of illumination? God, open our hearts, open our minds and our ears to what you would have for us today. And God, that we would respond and that we would remember long after our time together is over. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, not long ago, I was on a walk. It's one of my favorite pathways. And, uh, you know, I have probably walked it a hundred times before. But this morning, it was a little bit different. Because, you see, as I was kind of rounding a corner that I have done many times before, I noticed the canopy of trees. But what I noticed was that I was actually seeing the church. It was a symbol of the body of Christ. So I took a picture. And, uh, you know, let me kind of set the stage for you a little bit and the scene. Because I had been thinking and I'd been praying about what I would share with you from Ephesians chapter 3. Would it be the beginning where Paul sends the letter to the church of Ephesus and he says, God, the mystery of God is that Jews and Gentiles are accepted, are part of the family of God, that together you would be one body. And Gentile just mean anybody that was not Jewish. Now, that would have been quite a plot twist because at that time you had to find, you know, follow ceremonial laws and prerequisites to be included. And here now, Jew and Gentile, we're going to be one body together, the church. And I like how Eugene Peterson says that same text in the message. The mystery is that people who have never heard of God and those who have heard of him all their lives, what I've been calling outsiders and insiders, stand on the same ground before God. They get the same offer, the same help, the same promises in Christ Jesus. The message is accessible and welcoming to everyone across the board. And then the plot thickens because a few verses later in uh, verse 10, Paul tells us that God's intent is that through the church, the wisdom of God would be revealed. The grand plan of God is going to be revealed through the church. And then a little bit later, which is actually our text today, And that's the last four verses. So I'm going to read for you Ephesians 3, 16 to 18. Paul prays that out of God's glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And Paul continues 
that you being rooted and grounded in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Wow. So you can imagine I'm back on this walk. Okay. So I'm on this walk and I'm, you know, I'm thinking, okay, you know, the church and I'm thinking, you know, be rooted and grounded in love. And I'm making my way all the way under the canopy and I'm standing there and I'm kind of amazed because I noticed something different. All these trees are different. I think when I was standing back looking at the canopy, I thought, oh, those are all the same. But as I got under the canopy, notice the trees were different. So I took a picture. And so uh, I wanted to show that. So I also, uh, there were eucalyptus, there were oak trees, there was a pepper tree. Thank you, Debbie Glay, when I sent the picture asking what kind of tree that was. But anyway, so um, it was... So anyway, so when I was uh, kind of before I had reached the canopy, I had seen quite a long way off a woman walking her dog in the distance on the other side of the canopy. And so, you know, she had traveled closer and I had kind of stopped and I'm amazed at what I'm kind of discovering. And, you know, we kind of gave each other some space as we kind of were crossing on our path. And I don't know what came over me. I really don't. But I said... You know, I have traveled this path many times before, but I'd never noticed all these different trees. And she said, you are, no, she didn't say I was crazy. She said, um, you know, she said, you know, I have to tell you that this pathway is a sacred place for me. She said, you know, when I walk through this pathway, I'm reminded of the strength of the oak tree. I can't see the roots, but I know they are deep to anchor in this majestic tree. And she said, I think of, uh, I see the eucalyptus and I see how it can kind of sway and move in the storms or difficult weather. And it's not uprooted. And she added, and the eucalyptus has the medicinal purposes of some essential oils. And yet, she said, that they all together are unique and different, but they come together and they provide a purpose. And that is oxygen and shade and refuge. Can you imagine? If I could have those emoji eyes, you know, because I literally was like, oh, wow, okay, so I work at a church and I'm doing this message. It's on Ephesians 3 and it's on being rooted and grounded in Christ and that how Christ lives in us and that we together as the church are to reflect that love. And I said, and this canopy is kind of reminding me of that. And it's reminding me of how we're unique and we're all gifted, but that we have a purpose together. And that is to be a healing presence in the world. And that the church is to be a place of refuge and acceptance and love. And then Stacy, yeah, we're friends now. But so Stacy, she agreed and she added uh, that one other thing that she noted 
amazing. She said, you know, when I walk through here, she said, you know, I don't see all the eucalyptus over here. And I don't see all the pepper trees over here. And I don't see all the oak trees over here. I see them all sharing their space in their uniqueness. And she said, wouldn't it be wonderful if the church could be unified in a way that we shared space in our uniqueness, but with a common purpose? Well, we both decided that there was some uh, divine intervention to our meeting. We talked a few more minutes, and then she headed off, and then I was going to be heading off. And I was so thankful for those few moments. I was thankful that uh, she was vulnerable and for her insights, and uh, she was just such a blessing. And I think she's watching right now. She has all our information, so uh, I'm excited for that. So uh, anyway, I... Uh, as we were heading off in opposite directions, I'm noticing on the oak tree some acorns. And I'm noticing on the pepper tree some of those little red berries, kind of fruit, kind of the fruit of the berry. And I kid you not, I am walking, and to the left on the ground is a vine. And on that vine is a fruit, it's kind of a gourd. And I took a picture. And there it is. And I thought of the verse from John 15, 5. I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who abide or remain in me and I in them bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Bearing fruit is the byproduct of abiding. Remaining in Christ So what can that look like? We can be mindful that Christ is living in us. We can meditate on his word as Molly Negron uh, beautifully read Psalm 145. It can be in prayer and it is being present with God. Well, you know, when we inhale, we take in life-giving oxygen for our bloodstream, for our heart, you know, for our muscles. And when we abide, we can imagine God's, the truth of God's word actually nourishing us, breathing in. God, it is by your strength. I can't rely on my own. God, it is through your peace that I can let go of fear. God, it is Your limitless love, that means nothing can separate me from you. And that, God, I am rooted in you. And that the winds and the weather and the storms of this world will not overtake me. These are the life-giving words that nourish trust and faith and hope. And then as we exhale... We can release our worries and our fears and our uncertainties. And it feels like we are, I kind of, I don't know how loud it will be. I'm sorry, audio team, but I feel like we are being slapped all, slammed all the time with uh, difficult news, sometimes hour by hour, day by day. 
And it can feel like we're powerless sometimes or that it's hopeless. We want to fix it. We want to do something. But before we do, we abide. Our roots are planted and we remain attached to the vine of God's love. And then God produces the fruit. We don't produce the fruit. God produces the fruit. Compassion, generosity, love, joy, patience, goodness, kindness, welcoming, hospitality, peace. Instead of uh, creating conflict, we diffuse it. And then not only are we bearing fruit to one another, but we're bearing fruit to our community and to our world. And we are representing the loving character of Jesus. You know, even if we don't see the fruit, God promises we can have the quiet confidence that we will bear fruit. That we were designed for that, to be a blessing. We may not know when or how or where or why or to whom, but God does. God understands, he knows, he's aware, God's timing, God's plan, God's work, not by our own efforts. You know, I I hesitated sharing something with you, but I think it will make my point. So when I was talking to Stacy underneath the canopy, one of the things we talked about is she said, when you were on the far side of the canopy and I was on the other side, I could see your smile that far away. And she said, you know, it brought me hope and it brought me light. And uh, it had been a really difficult morning. And I thought, if that doesn't illustrate, I didn't know I was smiling. I didn't know anybody was watching. I wasn't even aware of it. I did nothing. But God produced the fruit. And sometimes we are called to just show up, to be present, to listen, even when we don't know what to say, because God is at work. We are rooted in the love of God, and then God produces the fruit of love. Now, developing strong roots, it takes time. You know, the oak tree doesn't go from a seedling to, you know, a deep root overnight. It's not like this, you know, and we all speak for myself, but maybe some of you understand that we like to get to the finish line. We like to get to the end. We like to be done with the process and get to the finished product. We want to cross things off our list. We want to move forward. And yet sometimes we have to wait. And it's often in these positions of waiting, that we can feel disoriented and we can feel overwhelmed. We can feel isolated and we can feel like we don't know what's going to happen and we forget who we are rooted to, where our roots are planted. But be encouraged. It's in the times of waiting that growth occurs. That God shapes and forms us and strengthens us. 
giving us those deep roots. And although it can be uncomfortable and it can be painful and it can be challenging, we don't know the outcome. We can't control the outcome. All we can do is trust. And we can breathe in. God, we trust you. God, you are our strength. God, you are the healer. God, I rely on you. I can't do it. And we are reminded that as we inhale, we can exhale all those things, worry and difficulties and, and um, kind of the stress and the anxiety, knowing that we are rooted in God's love. In 1 John 4.16, it says, And so we know and we rely on the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. God is love. And John Stott, in his commentary on Ephesians, he says, love is to be the soil that in which our lives are to be rooted. Love is the foundation that our lives are built on. We need all the saints together with all of our diverse backgrounds, all of our different experiences to come together to understand the whole love of God. It is by loving that we learn the meaning of love. You know, in a day when there are so many divisions among people, the church, as we learned in the early part of chapter 3, one body together, the body of Christ, are encouraged to be different to show up differently by not being people that create division, but people that model unity and love and the character of Jesus. You know, at our last month's Pathfinder Night, uh, we handed out a craft and we talked about how God created each one of us unique with gifts uh, that uh, were specifically for us. And in the baggie were tiles and they were different colors and they were different shapes. And, you know, we said, hey, when you put these together, when the body of Christ comes together, that it is even more beautiful. And so they spent a few minutes putting those tiles together. I took a picture. And so you can see uh, some of those there. So does this even seem possible? Is this more than we can even imagine? I mean, to abide, to be rooted in the vine of God's love, to be uh, unified, to, to model unity in the church. Well, in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, now to him, to God, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church. 
I had not seen that before. And in Christ Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. It's easy to remember to breathe. We've kind of got that down, right? But how can we remember to abide? I'm going to encourage you to think of something that can help you remember to abide. It may be uh, something, maybe something that someone has given you. It may, that kind of means something to you. It could be a picture. It could be a scripture verse. It could be a candle that you light. It could, that mine will be this gourd. I did not pick it from the vine that you saw in the picture, but it was laying off to the side. And whatever it is, I'm encouraging you to actually tangibly think, what will remind me to abide? Because when we abide, we breathe in the truth and the promise of Christ. And no matter what we're going through, we are not alone. That when the storms of this world, this life, uh, which we all inevitably face, and we feel sometimes like we have been tossed to and fro, we are experiencing pain and discouragement and sadness. We are reminded who we are rooted to. We are reminded of the steadfast love of God. And then together with all of God's holy people, the scripture actually says the Lord's holy people, we experience love. We, we know we can read about, but we will experience the love of God together. As God uses us to bear fruit, working in us and through us. And as we receive the fruit of love together as one body of Christ. And it is through the power of the Holy Spirit that as God uses us, that we will bear fruit and we will be a part. I still can't believe that God allows us to be a part of his reconciliation, his restoration, his healing, his love, and his hope in this world. All for his glory. Amen. Amen.